I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Hello and welcome to the Surpass Assessment Community Podcast. Hello, it's Sam here from BTL and today I'm joined by Nicoletta from the Association of Corporate Treasurers. So hi, Nicoletta. Hi. Um, and the purpose of today's chat is to get an insight into how the ACT use um, surpass and manage their processes within it um, and also to, to discuss experience of delivery using online invigilation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we kind of start properly, um, do you want to just do a bit of a brief introduction of who the ACT are and what your role is within that organisation? Mm, of course. So the ACT is the Association of Corporate Treasurers. It's a chartered body for Treasury, the only professional Treasury association with a royal charter. Uh, We have a range of internationally recognised qualifications which help to support and lead Treasurers. So in my role as Assessment Operations Manager, I oversee all the assessment-related processes from student support with sitting exams to marking, future results and finally post-assessment services such as feedback. Okay, so you've got quite a varied role and so from the candidate side and also from an examiner and surpass user side then. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's kind of all-encompassing. Yeah, it must help being able to see it from both perspectives I imagine as well, kind of both both views of of surpass and the examination process. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, because obviously, because I'm involved in, for example, the build, when a student has a query, then I know exactly what they're seeing. Um, so yeah, it absolutely helps. And um, so how long have you actually been using surpass for as an organisation? As an organisation, we've been using it since mid-2018, uh, but I've personally been using surpass for over a year. Okay. So have you found it relatively easy to get to grips because I know there's always a bit of a settling in period and defining processes and things like that as well, isn't there? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been quite uh, an easy journey. Um, yeah, so we use Secure Marker as well and, uh, yeah, the various systems um, work kind of straightforward to learn and really understand what's best for us as well. Yeah, okay, I think we'll, we'll come on to talk a bit more about kind of the marking and post-test process later. Um in terms of kind of the uh, the setup and things, how many qualifications and exams are you delivering and are having to actually create in Surpass at the moment? Is it quite high volumes? Well, we run all our assessments online, so that means 20 exams and assignments across our entire qualification range and these are run across four to five sessions throughout the year. So quite high volume because, for example, um, in peak sessions, we've got 20 assessments running at the same time. And is that, um, so it's 20 different exam sessions or 20 different qualifications? 20 different exams and assignments. um, And those would be, yeah, in, for example, in April and October, which are um, our peak sessions, we've got 20 in each. Right, so it's... um quite April and October particularly kind of your your busiest times then yes yeah is that quite difficult to manage as an organization like are you quite a, a big organization to deal with those kind of high volumes well we're actually a small organization but um and our, our team is also relatively small um but it there's a lot of um work you know in 
the whole process to make sure that we're ready for a big exam session like the April one. So that's upcoming now. Um, and yeah, I've been working on it for many months. So uh, we're usually um, quite, you know, ready and um, eager to get through it um, by the time it, you know, it reaches that time. So quite defined process, I imagine, then to... Absolutely, to yeah. It's... Um, yeah, it's all about being organised uh, well in advance. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so how does the past help with that um, in terms of, I suppose, the authoring and test creation process? How how do you manage that in the system? So, um, again, we, we, we try and do everything as in advance as possible. Um, so we have uh, a timetable that ensures that we build everything well in advance, that the content is ready, um, that we've got all the content creators available at the right time to be able to check things um, and also troubleshoot anything in the system. So everything is in surpass uh, well ahead of an exam session. Okay. Um, and what kind of... Um question types and things are you using in surpass so the the examinations you're building quite complex like do they take quite a lot of time to actually create and review and get to that final stage where they're ready to be delivered yeah i mean some can take quite a bit of time to get everything ready we mostly use multiple choice and multiple response questions uh we also use essay styles and file attach that said um Due to the technical nature of the content of our assessments, we are also pretty much tied to using spreadsheets, tables and case studies. So that, you know, again, can take quite a bit of time to make sure that they're built properly, that they are performing well, that they display properly on screen. Um, So, yeah. So there's a bit of a, a mix there of um, question types. Then. Like like you said, the, the nature of your qualifications, some of it is quite technical. So do you kind of have to be quite careful in the um, the instructions to candidates? And do you make kind of use of the functionality like um, source material attachments? Do they have to refer to documents and things? Yes, they do. Uh, for So we've got... Um, various qualifications from level two all the way to level seven um, qualifications and obviously the higher level qualifications require case studies where we allow them to open up a PDF so um, we certainly tell them of this in advance Um, we provide them with examples so that they can see exactly how it would look like in a live environment so they play around with the functionalities and displays so that they know, you know, how to open the PDF, um, how to view it side by side with their answers and so on. So they're getting kind of quite familiar with the software prior to actually sitting there live exam them, which must make it more comfortable for them, I suppose, when they get into that exam environment. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, we, we recommend that they practice as much as possible um, with the with surpass and the functionalities available and we always bear that in mind when we build our exams to make sure that they're consistent with what we've provided them before yeah that kind of sounds good and like you say when some of it is quite technical um it, i guess it's it's useful for the candidates to have had that practice isn't it so they kind of know what to expect mm, absolutely um, and in, in terms of your your authors, the, your item authors, um, how is how is that managed? Do they author directly into the system? Um, so, although we're a small team, we 
build and QA the content um, on Surpass internally. So we don't have too many users use, utilizing that offering interface. So um, the content creation aspect is done outside of Surpass and once it's ready, um, we build it on there. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a mixed, um, I, I suppose it's a mixed uh, experience because we, we build it ourselves, but then we also interact with our content creators through Surpass to make sure that they have full visibility of what we're building. Okay, so some of the creation is done outside of the, the system, and then is it kind of the, the later stages that you would then put that into Surpass? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the content creation, um, it's a very robust, long process that we go through. <laughs> um, but it starts with our subject matter experts writing, checking and validating outside of Surpass. And as you say, towards the later stage, when once everything is signed off, then we build it into Surpass. Um, but for each item and each test and test form, we always have someone else double checking in the team to make sure things like how style settings and how it's displayed on screen looks as it should. And then finally, um, we then share the test through Surpass with the content creators so that they can see it as a student would okay. uh, and provide any feedback on the layout, but also most importantly, the content. So is that um, using like the share test functionality where you can like generate a link and things like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and do the examiners find that quite easy to use when reviewing? Is it and is it quite easy to kind of gather feedback um, on those tests afterwards? Yeah, I mean it's it's really easy and it's it's easy for us to share with them, but also it's um, really straightforward for them to be able to see on screen and provide feedback. Um, and obviously for us within the team, um, it's also quite easy for. If we're stuck on anything in terms of functionality or um, what else we could use, um, there's always loads of how-to videos available, so we do refer to them quite often as well. Yeah, oh, that's that's good to hear. Yeah, the the uh, surpass kind of help is quite comprehensive, so it does cover quite a lot, doesn't it? Um, okay, so just moving away from kind of the authoring and review process now. Um, talk a little bit about delivery as well because um, you you deliver through surpass but you utilize our um, online invigilation platform as well um, so for anyone who might be listening who isn't familiar with it um, BTL provide an um, online invigilation service which kind of utilizes smartphone technology to give a dual view of the candidate so you can see um, a view of the room from the smartphone camera then you've got the webcam and you've got the um, screen capture as well so it's kind of really monitoring everything that's going on um, I was just interested in hearing kind of I suppose what are the key advantages of online invigilation for ACT over perhaps like the traditional test centre delivery or you know maybe why, why you opted for that method yeah, well, um, this method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Um, our students are located in more than 80 countries, um, and this enables them to sit their exams wherever they are in the world, as long as they have access to Wi-Fi, a smartphone, and a laptop or PC with a webcam. Um, they're good to go. 
it's also particularly useful uh, to have all the recordings available to review. So not only in terms of checking that the student is who they say they are, uh, but should there be any issues, we can review them to check how a student may have been impacted, something that wasn't possible in the old days of sitting in a venue. <laughs> Um, So, yeah, and I I guess in most recent times, you know, the spread of COVID-19, many awarding bodies are facing difficult decisions to postpone exam sessions, cancel venue bookings. And because of this invigilation method that we're using, we're in a pretty fortunate position where it's pretty much business as usual. For those who are well and able to sit their exam, they can. Yeah, that's something we've... Um, within the organisation been talking about um, obviously over the last few days really um, you know about the the advantages of online invigilation if I don't know either test centres were to have to close or the awarding body had to take the decision not to um, you know get their cohort of candidates together um, at a centre but online invigilation like you said it's allowing the candidate to take the test from absolutely anywhere and you're not kind of compromising on anything that you would get in a test centre either are you? No exactly. Um, And just from what else you're saying as well so convenience it sounds like it's kind of a a, a big advantage for you but also the um, security um, aspect of it as well. Um, Yes. So you mentioned there about the uh, reviewing afterwards Um, so there's kind of two methods of online invigilation there's the live version where you've got somebody watching it in real time um, and you've got the record and review method where um, a team of reviewers will look at footage at a higher speed afterwards and then flag up anything that they think is kind of out of the ordinary um, I, I believe you've used both haven't you both yes live yeah what are your thoughts on both those methods? Do they both have their advantages, perhaps in different scenarios? Yeah, they do. Um, well, first of all, it's nice to have a choice. Um, we find both functionalities incredi- incredibly useful. Um, we've used both. And, um, yeah, with online invigilators, I mean, they're highly skilled in body language. They have a okay. high level of observation skills. So it's really reassuring to have someone there that can immediately pick up any suspicious behavior. On the other hand, uh, record and review uh, is also very effective. As the videos, as you say, are reviewed and reported on in detail still, allowing us to do any further investigations, uh, bearing in mind that obviously we've also got full access of those recordings. Yes, it's interesting about being trained in... uh looking for certain body language and things like that isn't it is it is it more apparent sometimes with the record and review at high speed do you think if you know maybe if somebody's like looking to the side a lot or, or yeah I mean they're, they're both reported on in quite deep quite a bit of detail uh, but yeah absolutely in terms of the reporting um, I think it's clear that you know if you were to be watching that person in a venue, would you have spotted something? Probably not. But when you are reviewing this video, it then becomes apparent, oh, they did this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's incredibly useful. And I guess with such um, large numbers of candidates, especially in those um, couple of larger exam sessions throughout the year, was it 80 countries as well, which is yes. um, quite a widespread kind of geographic isn't it um how does that 
work with um, time zones and, and things like that? Does the, the system recognise where the candidate is to then start the exam at the correct time for them? Yes, it does. Um, so at the very start, when the student books onto the exam, um, they must inform us of where they are planning to sit. Um, so, for example, if they're in the UK or if they're in the States or them, you know, with all this flexibility, there's also the, the chance that the student might not even be at home or at their work. They might be on a business trip and it just so happens that they can sit their exam right. where they are. So as long as they know where they'll be, um, they tell us which area so we can figure out which time zone. Um, and then the system does all the work and um, it automatically allocates it at a local time where they are. Okay. And I suppose because um, there's a lot of security checks and things, isn't there, before the exam? So even if, like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be the candidate's home they could be literally anywhere but because they're carrying out those checks you've got the confidence that the environment they're in is suitable mm, yeah absolutely um yeah there are thorough checks in place done at the very beginning um so yeah it's we are kind of a hundred percent that they are in a room alone um that there's nothing you know any noises being picked up um they yeah it's a step-by-step -step, you know check at the very start before they begin their exam to make sure that they adhere to all our rules and regulations pretty much. Yeah. Is this where they have to use the camera to kind of look under the table and yeah. and, all, and round the room and things just so that you you know there's nothing yeah. happening yeah. anywhere? <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, exactly. And it's really easy to do. You just pick up the phone, show the four corners of your room, um, their ears to show that they're not wearing any earphones. <laughs> Um, and all sorts, yeah, under the desk, as you say. Um, so, yeah, it's a thorough check and it's so easy for them to do as well. So it's really yeah. quite convenient. It sounds thorough. I mean, I, mean, I think most test centres probably wouldn't check behind people's ears. Um, I guess it would be quite obvious if someone was in a room and they had something, but maybe not quite so obvious when it's done um, remotely, but it does sound quite thorough. Yeah. Um, the candidates generally respond quite well to that. They find it quite easy to follow processes, um, you know, so that everything runs smooth in exam decks. Obviously, they're using their own devices as well, aren't they? As opposed to like a, a centre device that you know meets certain requirements. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly uh, the you know the information that we must get out to them because they are using their own devices. They must. Um, have the minimum requirements and minimum spec uh, but we have step-by-step -step instructions available on our website and those include videos of the entire process um, and we also reiterate the requirements via various email communications so just to make sure that the message is really getting out there um, and the process also includes a system check that is generated for each individual student so what that does is that they can check that their microphone, webcam and screen sharing works as it should. And it also checks the things like, you know, do they have the latest version of Chrome installed? So, you know, the fact that this is all done in advance of the exam provides students with a reassurance that they are ready to go. Yes. Yeah, so is this before the exam day? Itself. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's approximately two weeks um, before, so it gives them plenty of time, you know, if there is an issue, other system check, it flags anything that, you know, they might need to change and they've got plenty of time to do so before their exam. Yeah. 
that's like a really proactive re- approach to it then isn't it to make sure it goes smoothly yeah exactly and yeah that every you know there's so many combinations of things that they could have you know different smartphones different pcs different um you know internet providers but because they they have this system check in in advance um yeah it's quite proactive and they can do that and we have full visibility as well of who's been doing the system checks um so we can remind them um if they haven't or if they've encountered any issues okay so yeah this in combination with the information available on the website works really well yeah um and obviously that's a lot of preparation prior to the exam day what happens if there's an issue on the day itself or even during the exam because in a center you'd have an invigilator on hand um what happens in that scenario well um any issues um on the day are always flagged to um our invigilation company they have a chat functionality so if it's anything like technical impeding them from starting they can troubleshoot and help them get started um so yeah we work you know very closely with them um with BTL and also post exam they can raise any issues that they've encountered um so we can carry out separate investigations into those okay so there's still that um person on hand even though it's at the other end of a chat as opposed to somebody in the room so they've still got their full support available I suppose yeah 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 exactly they're always there to to help if then needs you know to be a a second person to just have a look you know what may be going wrong or you know even so, sometimes you know in a in a high pressured environment where they're just about to sit their exam sometimes everything's going fine but they just want to double check yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. um and ha- have you i mean I, I guess reviewers from time to time do flag things that they um might think need to be looked into further so how how is that kind of side of the process handled when you get that report back Yeah so if they uh flag something as you know I don't know maybe a potential malpractice we carry out a thorough investigation into um anyone that has been flagged as part of that report so um we review their videos their chat transcripts in full and obviously as their awarding body uh we then make an informed decision whether they should be disqualified given a warning Um, and as all students are required to abide by our ethical code we also refer them to you know further investigation through our director of membership and governance so yeah just to make sure that you know there is an investigation there if they've done actually something that's you know been against or a breach of the ethical code yeah i guess with all the the footage and everything you've you've got a really clear picture of what has actually happened and that audit trail I suppose which I guess is important for situations like that yeah no it certainly is and it's it's a great tool to have to have all those videos um anything that they may have discussed on chat so yeah we've got all of that uh, to really help with any investigation okay um and so moving on now to talk kind of after the exam and, and after the um any kind of reviews have happened to things what's the post exam process like so i know you mentioned that you use um secure marker for your marking um so h- how does that process work how are you managing your uh, kind of um examiners well um 
they obviously, you know, manage well in advance, so we've got timetables, but, you know, due to the tight turnaround for results, um, as soon as the exam has been sat, we also dive straight into marking. Um, And I guess that's another benefit of online assessment and also using Secure Marker is that, you know, a student could submit their exam I don't know, at five o'clock and almost instantly can be allocated for marking. So, so it's that quick, is it? Pretty yeah. Much instant. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it, it really helps, you know, get things going so we can start all our marking processes, including, you know, standardization. And uh, yeah, it goes through various steps, uh, which are laid out in advance. Um, we've got all our markers ready to go. Um, and yeah, it's it's a really quick process and a really quick turnaround. Yeah, like you said, with it being um, all on screen, I suppose you, you know, there's there's no transportation of papers to and from markers. You've got the responses all there, ready and waiting to be marked, haven't you? Um, and do you use kind of any um, automatic marking functions? Like you mentioned, you have some MCQs there. Do you kind does the um, is some of the marking done by the computer because of the nature of the question type? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got um, two exams which are completely multiple choice and so they are auto-marked by the system which is so straightforward and it means that as soon as the students have sat the exam and submitted, we can already see you know, all the stats um, and we can have a look at how the questions have performed and ultimately it means that we're able to release results um, super quickly. Yeah. Um, and in fact, you know, with this you know, efficiency that it brings on. Uh, we've um, also changed some of our assessments to ensure that we can bring in more multiple choice where uh, relevant. So that, again, we cut back on the amount of marking required, amount of time it get, takes to mark those, those, those exams. So we have some now which are a mixed rubric. So they have um, some multiple choice which are auto-marked by the system and some of the questions as part of that exam, are human marked, but again, because there's less, um, it's a way more straightforward process. Yes, is um, the kind of the the results turn out quite important to you and the candidates as well to just to try and get those results um, kind of out there as soon as you can. Yeah, it's incredibly important, um, you know, for a student. You know, as soon as they sit the exam, you know, they they're eager to know their results and. Uh, for many of them, they're relying on these results to maybe uh, be promoted or, um, you know, get through to the next exam or next qualification uh, in the pipeline. So it's it's really crucial um, for them, but also for us because it helps improve processes. It helps us uh, just offer a better service to students. Yeah, and like you said, kind of pivotal to careers in some respect, I guess, with the nature of your qualifications so like I said they want to move on as soon as they can yeah certainly um, and how does the um, issuing of results happen um, so once everything is confirmed um, on secure marker we export everything into the pass so all the results um, are waiting in the pass and once everything is done uh, we have um, a certification portal which is, again is through Surpass, um, and it triggers the email straight to the student's inbox to say your exam result is now ready to download and save. Um, it goes through uh, 
verification stages to make sure you know the student is who they say they are before they um, release this result to them um, but if everything is fine um, and they have typed in the correct information um, then they they're able to see their result instantly um, yeah and it's it's a really nice and easy um, way of releasing results for us but also for them because they can see it online save it and keep it for their reference yeah I was going to say that sounds like another really efficient way I think a lot of the things we've talked about it's it's about having efficient processes and things like that and it just sounds like another really quick and easy way for the candidates just to go in and, and see that and, and yeah. get the result for themselves um, is that something that you worked with BTL on the creation of this the results portal? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is a project we we worked on for quite a bit, but uh, yeah, it, it's now kind of you know in place. It's been in place for a few exam sessions now. So it's yeah, it's saved us a lot of time. And in this whole world of you know GDPR and making mm-hmm. sure that data is secure, this has really helped us um, because yeah, sending results, for example, via email was just not an option. Yeah. Yes, it's a, a secure way of doing it as well. Okay, so that sounds, all sounds really interesting. Um, I suppose finally the one thing we kind of um, haven't kind of talked about yet is um, how ACT work with um, BTL, I suppose, just in the general day-to-day running of things, but also in the run-up to and on-exam days, particularly with using our online invigilation service as well. So just kind of what sort of... Um, support do you come to BTL for uh, I suppose particularly around those big exam sessions yeah I mean um, we work really closely with BTL in the run-up to exams um, we're always in contact with them to ensure everything you know is in place working well but on obviously on the day of the exam they help us ensure that students have received their exam links and if anyone is you know, experience any issues, they can escalate, um, they can try and figure out what may be going wrong and how to resolve. So they work very closely with us on that. Um, but in general, I think, you know, getting through an exam session is successfully, that is, um, you know, it's very much a team effort. Um, we wouldn't be able to help our students without their support. And um, yeah, it, it's really key. Yeah, definitely. I guess with the, you know, um, quick turnaround times you were talking about as well like um with both the marking and issuing of results and things like that it's um i suppose it's it's key to knowing that if there ever was to be a a problem there's somebody there to help resolve it as quickly as possible yeah no exactly yeah that's exactly what it is and you know uh, at an exam time um students can be quite stressed and nervous and we try our very best to you know get them on and get them started but often you know it requires some more assistance so we work you know very closely with the team uh, at BTL to give us you know any ideas or how to resolve um, and resolve it promptly as well to you know avoid any unnecessary stress for the student. Yeah definitely I think um, you know we're obviously um, you know candidate experience I think is the priority for everyone isn't it so um, yeah 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 um well i think we've um had a really good insight there into kind of your processes right from authoring into pass through to delivery through to post exam i know i found it um really interesting so thank you so much for sharing that with us today
My absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, and yeah, so if anyone wants to know more about um, online invigilation or surpass, um, you can get in touch with us via the website. There's lots of information on there. But um, thank you to Nicoletta for joining me today. Thank you.